Welcome, Yadaboon, to another episode of the Gifted Present Podcast, where you'll be unpacking life with your host, Jess, your newest lifestyle blogger. Check out her website at jjesskim.com, and myself, Sadine, your internet friend and hype gal. Before we get started today, just a friendly reminder to show our supports to our communities, we will be featuring a small business owned by a person of color at the end of today's episode. And preview, we will be talking about Mr. OK Essentials. So hey Jess, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, I actually did not tell you this, but I do have an update that I just thought of as we were recording. Oh, so you know yeah. me, I uh, like to do things last minute and just out of the blue. But my friend and I, we signed up for the Chicago Marathon. So we're going to be running the marathon together in October. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just so like, <laughs> I've been wanting to tell you. And I'm like, when do I slip this into our conversation? So I'm just telling you now. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, my gosh. Wait, so when are you running again? It is in October and we're doing like a charity run. We're running with World Vision. Um, And so they're like an organization that helps kids in underserved communities across the globe. And their whole thing is providing clean water right now. So we're just like, why not? Let's just do it. So I'm running a marathon. Didn't really think this through, but it's going to (laughs) happen. Dude, that's so awesome. Do you get a medal by the end of it? Um, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so that's me. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's honestly been a really long week, but you know, it's been a good week though. It's been busy, but all's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know if you ever run something. (laughs) Honestly, I really commend you for doing it because I don't, the most that I've ever done was like, um, a 5k run for Halloween where Uh you dress up in costume. (laughs) What were you dressed up as? You know, the grandpa from up. (laughs) I was the grandpa from up and my sister was the kid. (laughs) That's the most I've ever done for a marathon. I commend you, man. That's a big deal. Yeah, how, did, how did you run? Did you have like the, the cane with the tennis balls? <laughs> you know, I think, no, I did it, but I had like the whole suspenders and everything. Oh my gosh. And I put baby hilarious. powder in my hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have a picture? I do, but I think I would have to search for it because oh my gosh, I don't know where need, it went. We need to see a picture of this. That's amazing. Yeah. Let me see. I'll see if I can find it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, just what will we be unpacking today? Yeah, today we are going to be unpacking pets and pet therapy. And I am so excited to talk about this because in general, I absolutely love animals, but I am also a dog mom and Tedding is a cat mom and we absolutely love and adore our pets. And we also decided to talk about this because we know that for the past couple of weeks, we've laid out some pretty heavy topics like mental health issues, racism, etc. And so we just wanted to talk about some things that have like a positive effect on our mental health. So sorry if you tuned in this week thinking that we were going to be more doom and gloom, you know. <laughs> 
don't worry, we'll get back to that kind of content eventually. <laughs> but for today, for the sake of our own mental health and sanity, we wanted to p- talk about some lighthearted things. So I'm excited to dive right in. Sidian, could you please lead us on this magical journey of learning more about pets and pet therapy? Yes. In research, I found that there are quite a lot of mental health benefits from having pets. Multiple articles I've come across all have consistently listed out the same mental health benefits, more so specifically around dogs and cats. But overall, it is said that pets in general have positive health benefits to people. Organizations like healthguide.org, CDC, AKC, and NIH have said that having a pet can reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, ease loneliness, decrease blood pressure and cholesterol, increase opportunities for exercise and outdoor activities, and increase opportunities for socialization. One of the reasons for these therapeutic effects is that pets fulfill the basic human need for touch. Stroking, hugging, or otherwise touching a loving animal can rapidly calm and soothe you when you're stressed or anxious. Playing with a pet can elevate levels of serotonin and dopamine, which calms and relaxes a person, again, lowering stress levels. Even hardened criminals in prison showed long-term changes in their behavior after interacting with pets, with many of them experiencing mutual affection for the first time. So short summary, pets can bring a lot of benefits simply through their affection, touch, love, and companionship because they simply make us feel needed. So Jess... First, can you share with us who you're a mom to and can you give us all the details of how you met her and got her? And then I know I just threw a lot at you. (laughs) So how does all of this make you feel? (laughs) How do I feel? (laughs) I know it was a lot. (laughs) No, it was all really great stuff. But yeah, first question. This is a little squirmer who always sits behind me during our recordings. Her name is Nora and she's actually really sleepy right now because I tired her out before we recorded so that Aww. she would stay calm. Um, yeah, but Nora, I got her about six years ago, and it's one of those situations where I feel like she chose me. Aww. So um, I got her from this like family-owned business, and they just breed multiple kinds of like small dogs. And yeah. so I knew I wanted a Cavapoo, which is what Nora is. She's part Cavalier Spaniel and then part Poodle. And they had just two left. And so um, when I went, they brought her out and then they brought her sister out. So her sister completely ignored me. And Nora was the one that like actually acknowledged that I was there. And so we like kind of played together for a bit. And I first saw pictures of them both and I was like leaning towards getting her sister more. But then I went there, my mind completely changed because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like absolutely in love with this dog. She's so friendly. And so I picked her out and then I had to like, this was like super last minute too. So as you can tell, (laughs) big life decisions, I just make them on the spot. I don't really think about it. (laughs) So I had to go buy dog stuff. (laughs) And then after I bought everything, I went back and I went back to pick up Nora. And then when I did, she was super excited to see me. She was like wagging her tail. And so I had like absolutely no problem like taking her home, except like halfway through the drive, she got motion sickness and she threw up. But it was like a bonding moment, you know? (laughs) I was like, I will take care of you. Don't worry, (laughs) you know? And so she came home and like just fit right in. And um, I would say that I totally 
agree that she has reduced my stress levels so much. Like, I think in the beginning, to be completely honest, yeah, like I regretted bringing her home because she just was so crazy, <laughs> like so much energy, like would not stop. Yeah. Um, but as she's gotten older, and as we've like our bond just grew together and stronger. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's like something that like I feel like a rock star every time I come home. Because oh, when I come home, so awesome. she's like yeah. obsessed with me. You know, I'm the most important <laughs> person in the world. It's such an ego boost, and I need it because I don't have any self confidence. <laughs> she's your biggest fan. Yeah, she is, and I love it so much. Like I love that she's obsessed with me. <laughs> What do you think is like the biggest bonding moment for you guys? Um, honestly, I think it is tied in with like reducing stress levels because what yeah. I realized is so Nora, because she's so hyper reactive and high energy, she really yeah. needs a schedule and she has to stick by it because mm. it's when she doesn't know what to expect is when she starts going crazy. And so yeah. because of her, my life has gotten so much more structured, but it's actually in a good way because yeah. now it's like, oh, okay, we wake up at this time and we always go for a walk. And then after mm. that, you know, we play together. And then after that, I give you breakfast and then you go to your crate and you have your chill time and I have my chill time. So yeah. it's just brought a lot of like structure into our life, which has reduced both of our anxiety. Yeah. And so I think because we have these set activities that we do together, I'm definitely like her mom. Like she's super Aww. social, loves people. But then at the end of the day, she'll come back looking for me after she's done saying hi to everyone. And I like not so secretly love that so much. <laughs> yeah, but how about you? Tell us about your cat. Yeah, so my cat's name is Keanu and he is, he actually just turned a year last month. So I know he's he's growing and it's like Aww. so scary to me because like when I first got him, he wasn't even four months yet. And I totally understand, like, how parents feel when they watch their kids grow up because I'm like, oh, my God, when he turned a year, I'm like, you're so big now. And I was, like, going through all of his photos. Aww. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, he's adorable. I love him so much. But, yeah, Ian and I, uh, we rescued him from a shelter in Oregon uh, last year uh, around August. So it's it's been crazy. He's just an amazing cat. He's a flame point Siamese kitty. Uh, they're considered to be rare. So I felt really lucky finding him. And, you know, I can relate with you when you said that you feel like Nora chose you because <laughs> when I went to the shelter, like I immediately made eye contact with Keanu right away. And it was just like, I felt like he like wanted me to as his owner. Aww. So like we I felt like we already like immediately were like knew that like you know, he was going to come home with me and Ian. And like, he's so amazing to the point where like, <laughs> we brought him home and Ian set up the litter box in the bathroom and he immediately went to the litter box and just did his business and then started exploring the house. I'm like, oh. you are so perfect right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, but he's actually my first cat. So, um, Totally, it's been like totally a learning experience with him too. Cause like, I know when you said you didn't, like there was a moment you kind of like regretted bringing Nora home. <laughs> yeah. So like, 
I've like never had a cat before and I was not used to his personality because mm-hmm. cats are really independent and he'll want to cuddle, but he'll like won't want to cuddle all the time. <laughs> and like everything is like on his terms. You know, like with a dog, you can kind of just make like a dog like come over here and stuff. But like, I can't do that to a cat. Like, I'll tell him to come over here and he'll lay down. (laughs) (laughs) So like adjusting to understanding like what this animal's like took some time. It like took me about like two weeks. But Mm. after we passed that and I started to understand like, oh, he's not a dog. He's a cat. Like treat him Mm -hmm. like a cat. Mm -hmm. And after watching so many YouTube videos of... um, the cat daddy it really helped me bond with my cat and understand him like to say i love you to a cat he said to just close your eyes and like do a nod <laughs> so i did that with keanu oh. and he did it back and i was like this works <laughs> he loves you yeah he loves me oh. so i can totally relate with just understanding like how an animal can really make you feel less lonely because I got him during a time where I was like really struggling mentally too and Mm -hmm. I just really wanted a pet I don't know why I just really wanted a pet and selfishly I think I just really wanted something to take care of and like like the article mentioned like feeling needed Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he makes me feel needed (laughs) (laughs) it's like feed me 24 7 but still (laughs) but yeah you know another thing that I can really relate to with um some of the research is that when they talk about like how therapeutic and calming it is when you pet an animal Mm -hmm. because like how I feel when I pet an animal especially like Keanu is like I feel like I'm petting a real life stuffed animal (laughs) it's like a stuffed animal that can actually you can actually interact with have you ever had those like Lion King dolls or seen those Lion King dolls back in the day where if you press on like Simba or Nala they'll like purr no. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Lion King was big, we had uh-huh. one of those. We had a Nala doll that like purred and like uh-huh. I guess Keanu like kind of reminds me of that Nala doll because when I'll hold him sometimes, he would purr so much and like mm. just like his purr made me feel so calm. And funny thing is like when I did some more research on that, um yeah. I found that a cat's purring has long been associated with therapeutic healing abilities on human bones and muscles. So it's also that said that a cat's purr um, creates vibrations at a frequency of 20 to 140 HC. And studies have shown that frequencies in the 18 to 35 HC range have a positive effect on joint mobility after injury. So yeah, a cat's purr can do a lot of things. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, I know you don't have a cat, but do you feel like Nora does anything that relaxes you or has qualities that can be relatable to this? Dude, I kind of kind of wish um, <laughs> because my friends and my brother and sister-in-law actually have cats and they them purring is definitely a soothing sound versus dogs is like, are you going to like growl at me? (laughs) You know, there isn't really an equivalent. When you were talking, it reminded me of, there was this one video that was circling around a couple months ago. It was a video of these nurses in a hospital and they were just overwhelmed with so many COVID patients. And since they couldn't individually tend to them all the time, what they did yeah. is they got these latex gloves and filled them with warm water. 
and then they would tie them together and just slip it onto the patient's hand. So it felt like someone was holding their hand and it would boost the morale of the person who is sick. Mm. And so there is that weird thing about touch that people, and I think animals also need, because I know that, you know, when you reward a dog, you pet them and they love it. And so it's just this mutual, like you're just touching each other. (laughs) Dude, touch is powerful, man. It really is. And I think it's, it has even more of an effect on me because touch is like my love language. And so I absolutely love it. And it gets to the point where like Nora, she used to sleep in a crate And she's crate chained. So whenever I'm busy, I have her in her crate so she can just chill out there. But at night, she somehow like made her way to my bed and then she sleeps in my bed ever since, you know, and it's just nice because there's a warm body next to me and she also, so I have a full size bed and I take up one side and then she's like this big, like she's like a 20 pound dog, but she takes up the completely other side. And a lot of times she'll use the pillow. So it's now Nora's pillow. <laughs> and we just sleep side by side and we don't look t- at each other. But yeah. I read somewhere and people have told me too that when dogs sleep, they yeah. naturally will sleep not facing each other because what they're doing is they're watching out for the other. So it's like, oh, you got my back and I got your back. And that's exactly what Nora does is like she'll cuddle up next to me, but she won't ever look at me. And I'm like, Aww. oh, she's looking out for me. She's, she's protecting like, you. Yeah, but she's she sleeps on the side that faces the wall. So I don't know what she's protecting <laughs> me from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's interesting because like there was a 2018 survey of 962 adult women um, to investigate relationships between pet ownership and human sleep. And 55% of them shared that they sleep with at least one dog. <laughs> Compared with human bed partners, dogs who slept in the owner's bed were perceived to disturb sleep less and were associated with stronger feelings of comfort and security. (laughs) So do you feel like you get that with Nora when you sleep next to her? (laughs) Definitely. It's like almost having like a hot water bottle next to you. You're just like, oh, this is so nice. (laughs) Does she ever like take like all of your blanket or kick you off the bed? She'll always want like one body part touching my back. Yeah, And so sometimes I'll like move and then she'll like follow. And then like, there's so many mornings where I end up at the edge of my bed because she keeps like wanting to cuddle. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. At least your pet cuddles with you at night. Mm -hmm. Like mine (laughs) does not. (laughs) And it's funny because like this research also like said that, that this does not apply to cats. (laughs) (laughs) Like people actually felt more disturbed with their cat sleeping with them. (laughs) So like my thing might have the whole purring thing, but Mm -hmm. the whole like cuddling at night thing, it does that. It doesn't come with that. That is so funny. Like people are more disturbed when their cats are sleeping in the same bed as them. Yeah. And I can understand that because, um, Keanu is crate trained too. Mm hmm. So I know it's weird to crate train a cat, right? But he's actually really mischievous. So like, Mm -hmm. it was just a way of making sure he doesn't like get into things that he shouldn't be getting into. But we used to like let him sleep on our bed Mm -hmm. and he would wake us up and he would like put his paws all over our face, just trying to get our attention to play. So like, I think that's why this does not apply to cats. (laughs) 
So the last thing I wanted to highlight from my research were studies done in 2018 by NIH Mars Partnership that range on different relationships we have with animals. For example, researchers looked into how animals might influence a child development and did studies with kids who had autism, ADHD, and other conditions. In the study with dogs and kids with ADHD, researchers enrolled two groups of children diagnosed with ADHD into a 12-week group therapy session. The first group of kids read to a therapy dog once a week for 30 minutes, and the second group read to puppets that looked like dogs. The conclusion of the study was that kids who read to real animals showed better social skills, shared, cooperated, and volunteered more. Also, they had fewer behavioral problems. And another study found that children with autism spectrum disorder were calmer while playing with guinea pigs in the classroom. When the children spent 10 minutes in a supervised group playtime with guinea pigs, their anxiety levels dropped. The children also had better social interactions and were more engaged with their peers. The researchers suggest that the animals offered unconditional acceptance, making them a calm comfort to the children. And the last thing I want to highlight from this article was a statement by Dr. Ann Berger, who is a physician and researcher at the NIH Clinical Center in Maryland. She said, dogs are very present. If someone is struggling with something, they know how to sit there and be loving. Their attention is focused on the person all the time. The foundations of mindfulness include attention, compassion, and awareness, which all of those things are things that animals bring to the table. While people kind of have to learn it, animals do this innately. So with all of this, I know I threw a lot at your face again. How does this make you feel? (laughs) Do you feel like Nora keeps you present? (laughs) I think the part that really stuck out to me is the part about animals offering unconditional acceptance. I think it's so true because like at the end of the day, like Nora doesn't really care if I like struggle with depression or if, um, or, you know, if I, if I have like my own set of insecurities that I struggle with, she's kind of just like, yeah, you know, this is, this is my mom and we have fun together and that's all that matters. And so I love that part. And just the part about like how dogs are very present because there's this other researcher, I can't remember his name, but he wrote about his experience with his dog and he actually wrote about dogs and how they're the masters of mindfulness where they're just so present. And I think that's so true because I experience this a lot when I walk with Nora. So when I go on walks, she's so present of like, look at this little leaf over here. Or like, oh, do you smell that? You know, do you smell those hot dogs roasting on the street? (laughs) And she's like, oh, look, a pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pigeon. And so I used to like want to just put my headphones on, play some music and get the walk over with. But over time, because she's so high energy and so highly reactive that I have to be present with her in that or else the walk is absolute chaos. And so it's helped me to focus. And I don't want to sound judgy in any way, but when I see like other dog owners walking their dogs and they're just like on their phone texting or watching a video trying to pass the time, I yeah. can't, I feel kind of sad because for me, I've come to really just enjoy the time that I spend with my dog when I'm mm. walking because there's just so much to just be present about. So I'm very present about myself too, where it's like, okay, Jessica, like, how are you feeling? And yeah. I'll be like, oh, I'm kind of tired. I feel like we're walking too fast. And because of that awareness, I'll slow down 
you know? And so it really is true that dogs are masters of mindfulness and being fully present and experience that on these walks because I have to be 100% in the present. I can't be wandering and thinking about the past or the future because if I do, the walk goes, it's absolute chaos again. Like it it just becomes the worst thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dogs are so nice and like they are just so loving. Mm-hmm. But do you think that you yeah. experience mindfulness with Keanu? Uh, yeah, I think I think for me it's a bit different though because mm-hmm. uh, can't take him on walk. I mean, you have a cat yeah. backpack though, which is really cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so that like, so I can't take him on walks, so I don't I don't really have that experience with mm-hmm. Keanu. But I guess one thing that is relatable is how we play, mm-hmm. um, because. When when he he loves to play like there's this little like feather thing, and just <laughs> put that in his face and he'll like do all these things with his paws and just try to hit it and he can do that for thirty minutes. But he wants me to be really present, mm. doing that for him because like I tried, so I got kind of lazy, mm-hmm. so I kind of stuck it in my couch so that he can like do it himself to yeah. grab it, you yeah. know. But he stopped playing with it. He's like, what the heck. And he like kept oh. looking at me and then he kept looking at the toy and kept looking at me. And then he went, he like did a heavy sigh. He went, <sighs> and then he like <laughs> laid down. He was pretty much telling me that he wants me to engage mm. with him. He just doesn't want to just play with the toy. And he's very much like that with all of his toys. Like he wants yeah. the person to really engage. And mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I feel like terrible cat mom sometimes because I get really <laughs> distracted with my phone. Mm. So like... I'll be playing with him and I have a laser that he really likes, but he wants me to be very present even with the laser. Yeah. So like if I'm like on my phone doing the laser, like he gets upset. Oh. <laughs> Cause like, I'm like answering a text and trying to do like multitask, you know, like playing with the laser and then like multitasking as like, I'm like answering texts and emails. And then he'll just, he'll just like meow at me. And he's like, yeah. And then he'll like lay down, like when he's upset, he just like kind of plops down. Isn't that so interesting that even pets know when you're not giving them your undivided attention? I think like when you get a dog, it's more about getting this rewarding experience. Yeah. You know, because I always thought that I was a failure of a dog mom because Mm -hmm. my dog is not the most well-behaved dog. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I'm realizing more and more is that Like I have to embrace the personality that my dog has. I can't Mm. force her to like always be obedient and sit every time I tell her to sit or, you know, do all these like obedience training things. Cause yes, I want her to be polite and there are those boundaries, but at the same time I have to respect what her personality is too. And so because of that, that's why so much of my lifestyle has actually changed where it's like, I am a lot more structured because of her and I am a lot more outgoing because of her. And so it's just like interesting to me because loneliness can't be solved by a person or a pet. That's like really a you thing that you have to figure out on your own. But I will say that like, if you really want a rewarding experience where you learn how to care for something else, like with your undivided attention where you're mm-hmm. not on your phone, like that's definitely where a pet can help with that. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like too with Keanu, it's like, like with cats, 
don't expect them to cuddle. Like, I think yeah. what you said about, like, they can't necessarily take away your loneliness like that. Mm-hmm. I think they can de- definitely decrease it. Yeah. Um, but when I got Keato, like, I really wanted a cat that wanted to cuddle. And that's just not his personality. Yeah. But I found love through him through other ways yeah. of how he shows his affection. And I think that's just something that's so beautiful about, like, having an animal as a pet. I totally agree with you on that because it seems like it's more about making it less about yourself. Where it's like, yeah. how is this pet going to fulfill my needs? Like, I mm-hmm. want them to always cuddle when I want to cuddle, you yeah. know? And that's not the case is every pet has its own personality. And so even if Nora's really cuddly, there are days where she's just not feeling it, you mm-hmm. know? And like, just like a person, she has her good days and her bad days. So there are some days where we go on a really good walk and she's super chill, very attentive to me. Yeah. And then there are other days where it's just like, I don't even know who you are. Like, you are so crazy right now. Like, can you calm down? I've never seen yeah. anyone freak out about, like, a piece of grass, you know, blowing in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> and so it really is. I think you can really grow as a person if you have a pet and you come mm-hmm. in with the right mindset mm-hmm. because they teach you so much. I know my dog loves me, but her life doesn't completely revolve around me. Where it's yeah. like, oh, I'm always going to sit at your feet and I'm always going to like adore you. I mean, she is like that sometimes, but yeah. she's also a living creature with its own needs. And so you really learn how to make things not about yourself and being like, okay, like, let's be a little less selfish. I think that's like one of the biggest things that I've learned having a dog. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> I think about Keanu, I, I feel like he has helped me learn that it's not about me either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I could relate to a lot of what you said too, because I think for the, for me, it was like the other way around. Like Keanu taught me that it's not all about me (laughs) because like he would show me that he is independent and because he's so independent that I have to give him his space and I have to respect that. So like when the articles and research like talked about like um, how, animals help with social skills I can relate with that because I feel like it made me become more self-aware of like Mm -hmm. oh how do I make other people feel because clearly my cat doesn't like it when I do this (laughs) 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 you learn so much from animals it's amazing really do and I really think that is the driving point as to why you would want a pet it's not so that you have something that absolutely adores you all the time. Cause I yeah. think that that affection is earned. Like the bond yeah. that you have with your dog, it's completely earned. Like you have to put the time and investment into it for them to mm-hmm. trust you and give you that loyalty. And it's taken yeah. us years to get to that point, you know? And I just say that because there's so many sad cases where people will like with the best intentions, get a dog from a shelter, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, it's not what they expect it to be. And then that yeah. dog goes back to the shelter, which is so traumatizing, you know? And imagine yeah. if like you just dump someone off without any explanation to like a shelter and then you never mm. come back. Like how is a dog supposed to recover from that? I would just be so scarred and so traumatized, you know? Yeah. And they can't even really like communicate with you with like 
English. Yeah. <laughs> like they have to just use what they know. Right. And their signals to let you know how they feel. Yeah. So, and dogs have very complex emotions. Like not、yeah. as complex as like a person, but. They definitely are able to feel like sadness and feel that abandonment, and so, like I just say all of this because I would hate for someone to listen to this episode and be like, "I'm gonna get a pet," and then it's not what they expect, and then they、yeah. return the pet. Like that is just so、yeah. sad, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. After all this talk about like research and our pets, do you feel like we didn't touch base on something today that you would want to talk about? Mm, no, I think we covered a lot, and thanks so much for doing all the research. Like, I、yeah. absolutely—I mean, I could talk about my dog for hours, and I don't want to completely bore people with that.、Yeah. But I guess like one thing that I am curious about is, like, after reading all of this and doing more of like the scientific research on the effects、yeah. of pets on people, what has all of this research done for you in terms of like how you、yeah. view Keanu now? Oh, I think the whole idea of like him bringing comfort and him helping me be more present、mm-hmm. and more self-aware. I think that that was brought to light more just by doing the research, and I started realizing like how he did that for me.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think just his companionship in general just overall uplifted me in, in a lot、mm-hmm. of ways. Because, like I said, when I got him, it was during a time like I felt really bad about myself in life,、mm-hmm. um, and he did help. Keep my mind off of a lot of things just、yeah. by playing with me, and、yeah. just showing me love through that way.、Yeah. Like he shows you that he loves you by telling you that he wants to play,、mm. and and also like him relying on me for food makes me feel like I'm needed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I think、um, it just made me overall like. There's a lot of things that I can relate with, and a lot of things that I felt like are just so true about animals and how they make、mm-hmm. you feel. Yeah, I think it just solidified a lot of things that I already was thinking about pets. I would say the same too. Where they they do so much for you just by existing. Yeah. yeah. And I think we could also translate that to ourselves because I know that I could put off a very confident front where I look like I know exactly what I want and where I'm、yeah. what I'm doing and where I want to go. Um, but I actually struggle a lot with like self esteem and、um, you know self confidence. I'm actually very unsure of myself.、Mm-hmm. But when I look at Nora, I just like her because of her. You know,、yeah. like she doesn't have to try. I just like her. Like she's such、mm-hmm. a great personality, and I think we can also put that on ourselves too, where the f- people who are close to us and that we're friends with. I don't think they're necessarily friends with us because, like, we're always providing for them, or because we're like this super helpful person. But a lot of times, it's just like they just enjoy you for you. And so, in the same way, where I don't put any pressure on Nora to act a certain way, and when I do, it's actually like I feel like I'm being really unfair. You know, I think we can also do that onto ourselves, where we don't have to be so hard on ourselves. For not being perfect, you know, we don't have to be so hard on ourselves for not being a certain type of personality or characteristic that we admire. But the very fact that we are ourselves and being our true selves, like people around us, appreciate that. What would you want the audience to think about? Um, I guess like things to think about for this week is like if you have a pet. 
definitely share your pet stories. Think about, you know, what are things that you naturally like about your pet? And always put research back into your life and make it personal. And so take all of the data and put it into your practical life. Just start being more mindful and notice things like, yeah, when I pet my dog or my cat, it makes me feel a certain way positively. Or, you know, maybe your cat purrs a lot and you're like, mm, give me those healing powers and <laughs> ease my joints. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know what it might be. Um, but yeah, just be more mindful about your pets because they're definitely the masters of mindfulness. And also think about, you know, what can you learn from your pet? You know, there's a lot of things that you can learn. What are some lessons that you've learned from them? I think that would be a great thing to reflect on for this week. Nice. Yes. Thanks, Jess. Please let us know your thoughts in the comment section or feel free to DM us because we always love hearing from you guys. So yeah, let us know. Uh, before we close and as promised, let's talk about Mr. OK Essentials. Uh, Mr. OK Essentials is a clean candle business that also carries handmade soaps and body butter made by natural ingredients. Their candles are made from 100% soy wax with no tie-dyes and no paraffin fillers, which allows for a clean, toxic-free burn that is paired with their natural wooden wicks that crackles softly when lit. This business was co-founded by Precious Hannah, who is a footwear and retail designer. After having her son Onyx, she quickly realized that the everyday products we use in our homes were just harmful not only to her baby, but ourselves. So she was inspired to create a line of products that were safe for all at any time while giving your skin the nutrients it deserves and giving your environment the ambience to create unforgettable memories. So I personally have tried her products and I love it. And uh, if you guys are interested, please try out uh, the Sense Empathy and Bachelor Plaid. I think it smells really good. Um, and I think she has really fun names. So yeah, check out Mr. OK Essentials. And thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode and being present with us today. All of our resources and links are mentioned in today's episode will be included in our show notes. And please don't forget to check us out at our social media accounts at The Gift of Present. So until next time, see ya, love ya, and ciao!